the one that got away, the game that could have put the Astros in first place in the AL West, well, with the tiebreaker, with the Rangers off and the Mariners losing. But you know what? Let's not take advantage of that situation. Let's give one up to the Red Sox. We're going to talk about this. So many other things that happen in the Astros world today. Going forward, can they lock this series up and move on to Detroit? Let's talk about it on today's Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we update you joins for a daily Lock On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Stros. Find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can we find you at on this lovely they can, night? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I hate the Ghost Runner. Positive. I hate extra innings. Always throws. I don't know what you're talking about, Brett. It's not like the Astros are one and eight in extra innings. That's something they need to fix if they want to to win in the playoffs, if they even make the playoffs. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you check out your podcast, go and check out the Locked On Astros podcast. And go and become an everydayer. Somebody listens to our podcast every day. And I know uh, that there's a lot of smack talk going on um on twitter and if you want to become part of smack talk go ahead and go uh download the bunches app today and when you do our friends at bunches have uh featured the locked on mlb bunch uh in the discover tab and you can also click the link in description show notes to join the locked on mlb bunch community today so talk with baseball fans across the league and it's it's a great app so go check it out so in today's game the astros did lose it extra innings uh there was a chance at the end we were all like oh yeah i was trying to reverse jinx it by posting up the youtube early but it didn't work the astros celebrated jose altuve getting his uh 2000th hit uh, Jose Abreu, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, but he returned back to the lineup and Alvarez sat up another day. We'll talk about why. Uh, was that a dirty play by Mr. Wong there? Um, I think so. And is Christian yeah. Javier getting skipped in his uh, in the next start? And a little Michael Brantley update, hopefully we'll have at, at some point during the show. So that's what, some of the topic topics on tonight's Locked on Astros. Yeah, so look, let's just get into it. You know, the game started out in the Astros' favor up. You know, they were, um, they basically come into this game and they they give you, I mean, you basically give yourself a chance to win. Um, in the second inning, who other than Martin Maldonado gets up and hits a home run that has to be reviewed. But look, it's his 10th home run of the year. He's double-digit home runs. And the Astros... They were up three to two. Then they, you thought, okay, they're going to pull away a little bit. They're up, they're up four to two and Boston comes back four to three. And it was just one of those nights where they couldn't get away. And wouldn't, you know, they get to the 10th inning and they absolutely 
just crushed the hearts of the Astros. Kendall Graveman did not look good tonight. Kendall Graveman, uh, I'm not convinced that he's the Kendall Graveman that we originally traded for the first time around. He hasn't been spectacular. Um, You know, this this game is just a a lot of missed opportunities. Five for 13 with runners scoring position, 11 left on base. And you just didn't take advantage of the opportunities you had. You had a a three for five Diaz. You had a two for four McCormick, two for four Pena. But at the end, he looked, he didn't look to be swinging very well. And it's just one of those games where it's really frustrating because you score five runs, you get 12 hits. You should have had probably 10 runs. You should have had at least eight or nine runs in this game and you win this game. This is not a game you should lose. The Red Sox are terrible defensively. Chris Sale started out slow and then like out of nowhere was pitching like he's never been hit before. And um, you just hated to see the way this game changed real quick in the Red Sox favor and the zeros from six through nine um, innings. Nobody was scoring anything. You know, the Red Sox were getting hits, but they weren't scoring any runs. So I guess the bullpen kind of did their job until the end. But it, it, I don't know. It's just one of those games where it is, it's kind of deflating as an Astros nation. They had the team meeting. They won two in a row. You know, let's just go sweep the Red Sox. Um, you had a golden opportunity to take kind of sole possession of first place because you had the tiebreaker. So technically you'd be in first. The Mariners lost today to the White Sox, an embarrassing loss for them. And you had a chance to really move forward with that, and you didn't. So hopefully tomorrow they can win, and hopefully the Rangers and the Mariners can lose, and then things can kind of be ordered more properly where the Astros are on top because they need every bit of help they can get. From here on out, the Astros don't only need to win, Eric. The other teams, we need them to lose. Yeah, um, I do think that the walk hurt Graveman, and I think that Graveman, like a lot of the bullpen, has been used a lot recently, and they definitely need Phil Maton back. And I know that he threw a bullpen today, and he was throwing 88 miles per hour. And while that might not sound like a lot, but he said that's exactly where he wants to be. Uh, I think he's going to go do a one-game rehab appearance maybe on Friday or Saturday, and then he should be back at some point. But uh, the Astros' bullpen has been overused a lot this year. And uh, so you used uh, Neris, you used Abreu, you used Presley, and then Graveman is your your other guy. Stanek has been used a lot recently. So uh, I think that this was just a situation where that walk really hurt him. And then you have the ghost runner at second base. And I was just, I instantly sarcastically put it up on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. And I'm like, oh, you you go ahead and set up for a double play. Let's see how that plays out for you, Cotton. You know, that whole thing from dodgeball. But it's just, right. I don't, I, you never, you never want to walk somebody in extra innings because it always comes back to bite you in the butt. And then that home run after, it just uh, he the dude fouled the ball off of his ankle and then crushes a home run. Who the heck does that? Well, like- <laughs> well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. On the same pitch, he he. I think he was looking for the same pitch. I was actually listening to the radio broadcast. I was I was always setting up because I don't really have a I have a feed, but it's not too reliable in my right. office. And so I was listening to Sparky and Ford, and he said, "Look, he he went back with the same pitch." And Adam Duvall squared the ball up like like he knew it was coming. Um, three games, he has three home runs. He has a home run in every game. Right. And so, look, baseball is going to baseball. Things are going to happen. But this is one of those games that you have to win. 
you you can't blame this game though on lineup construction. You can't blame this game on Dusty. This game came down to performance. This game came down to Alex Bregman popping the ball up. Um, we'll talk about the Connor Wong thing. I don't think it was a dirty play. Um, I know people in Connor Wong's circle, he's not that kind of player. Um, some people say it's a good baseball move. That's what catchers are taught to do. They're taught to clear out the home plate. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But you absolutely have got to get more. I mean, Tucker, Tucker did not look good tonight. Tucker had an off game. He He's not going to be on every game. I think Alvarez being, being out of the lineup kind of affects that a little bit, affects his approach, maybe his mentality, because when Alvarez is in there, he seems like he's bulletproof. Tucker, for me, is allowed a bad game every once in a while. With the guys at the plate, they should have just done more, and that's that's the bottom line. Um, I know a lot of y'all are freaking out tonight and saying we're not going to make the playoffs. I, I think that that's – I'm just going to say nonsensical. There's I don't see there's any way that this team – doesn't make the playoffs. They make the playoffs regardless because of who's yeah. behind them, not necessarily who's in front of them, and they keep pace. Remember, the Rangers and the Mariners beat each other up the last seven out of the last ten games of the season. That will help us out a lot. If we can at least get in front and get up by two or three games, that's going to help us out tremendously. All right, so and don't forget that um, as much as Astros fans are panicking, just imagine what it is to be a Rangers fan right now. Remember how Marcus Simeon was uh, kind of talking all that trash uh, to Martin Maldonado and everything. And you've had this, like the Rangers fans, the Rangers themselves have been like, Oh, we got this division. They are, they have been playing some very bad baseball and the Astros and the Mariners are coming. The Astros lost one game. Uh, if they win tomorrow's game, they're going to win three out of four of, in the series. You want them to win series. And so if they take three out of four versus a very good range, uh, Red Sox team, I'll take it. Yes, this was a very winnable game, but unfortunately the Astros just don't do well in the, the, in the extra innings for some reason. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Abreu. I, I saw a little bit different uh, at-bats for Abreu today. Yeah, he only had that one hit, but I, I saw some better contacts and better swings, and Alvarez was sat out again. We'll talk about that a little bit, but uh, this episode is brought to you by Bunches. Bunches is a free app, that's right, where you as sports fans can chat with other sports fans. If you join the Locked MLB group chat in Bunches, you can connect now with other baseball fans, chat about your Houston Astros, Keep up with the latest MLB news. You have any questions or comments about today's episode? Good chat about it in the Locked on MLB bunch on bunches. Chat about your team every single day. Download the bunches app today. And when you do, our friends at bunches have featured the Locked on MLB bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click on the link and in the description of the show notes to join the Locked on MLB bunch community today. So the Astros played the Red Sox Thursday at 1.10 p.m. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Now, if you play that back and listen to what I just said, that quote I just talked about the Astros playing Thursday will make sense if you listen to it on Friday because I right. said they played the Astros on Thursday. So my apologies. If you're in the future and you hear this Friday, there you go. Maybe you watch the That's Astros early game. on Thursday. <laughs> Well, yeah. no, I'm just saying I use the word played instead of plays. It's it's just it's just one of those nights, man. Um, 
This is why baseball is not for the faint at heart. This is why they call baseball a thinking man's game because it's not about one game. It's not about happens with one at bat. It's about what you do after, how you collect yourself. I still trust this team. This team is still veteraned like any, unlike any other in the postseason. That's where I rest my loyalties and my trust is what they ultimately produce in the playoffs. Yeah. So. So I think the key to every freaking Astros game is uh, do not go into extra innings, have the either be winning or losing by the ninth inning because the Astros just struggle with that ghost runner. They just can't, they don't have the put away pitchers because uh, the, by the time you get to that point, you, Presley has already been used and you just don't have that back end of the bullpen that uh, they, most teams have. So uh, you had Montero you could put in there. No. Uh, and Sanic was, I think, unavailable in this game. So yeah, um, both I of think, them were. yeah. So somebody who was available for today's game was uh, Jose Abreu. He returned to the lineup. I know that uh, that I think Dana Brown said that he could return at the, before the end of this homestand. We we assumed that meant maybe Thursday, but he returned back to the lineup. And Dusty Baker basically said, "Well, with Alvarez out, we needed some more offense." And we need his defense out there, and uh, we just needed him back on here. And he said he's looked better in batting practice than he has in a couple months. The time off helped him, helped his movement, helped his flexibility, which helps your bat speed. They said we'll probably still have to watch him. He'll he may be on an every other day type of program at least initially. And David Hensley, I. Sorry to say, I forgot that he was even on the team, but uh, he was optioned down to triple A. Why are you going to do Hensley Nothing like that, man? David Hensley, but he has not AL, seen the field. ALDS, I, mean, I guess he has. ALDS but, yeah. hero, Eric. He's an ALDS hero. He's a playoff legend in Astros history. You can't be that dismissive of David. Yeah, Dan, any boy, Hensley. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. So, um, so, yeah, basically with Alvarez out, they said we need some more offense. So what I saw, especially in that first at bat, he, his bat speed seems to be there. I, he drove a ball to right field, and luckily the right fielder was positioned in the right spot. But he was getting some good swings. Uh, he played some great defense. Uh, he fell down and threw from his uh, rear end and mm -hmm. uh, got the out there. So he's actually looking like uh, he may still be a little bit tight in his uh, back uh, from the pain, but I think that maybe the time off to reflect to kind of everything I think will pay off. Here is something that's a little concerning for me that we really haven't talked about a lot and something that I was wondering tonight when Maldonado hit his home run, okay? When I look at Maldonado's stats, he, you know, he has 10 home runs. He has the same amount of home runs as one Jeremy Pena. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Pena hit one home run in July. One. What has happened to this kid's power? Where is his bat? What is he doing that he is not squaring up the ball and making solid contact? He started hitting more for average singles and doubles and things like that but he stopped hitting the long ball to me that's concerning it's almost like someone's almost like thor has lost his hammer or or you know someone is has you know he's superman and so in as bad as kryptonite like that to me is concerning because jeremy pena when he got hot last year 
he was hitting for power as well. And I think that's the only way his bat is a real threat in this lineup. We don't need singles and doubles. Why? Because we leave runners in scoring position. We need the long ball. Now, we did move up into ninth place, and we're sixth place overall in the American League, ninth place in in the entire league in home runs for, for our team. But when Mal- when you have as many home runs as Maldonado, something is going on, and I don't know why he's – I don't know if he's opening up too much. I don't know if it's his plant foot. I don't know what he's doing wrong, but he's lost his power, and that concerns me. That really does concern me. Uh, one thing that I do want to point out about Jeremy Pena is that he struggled a lot this year, but in August before today's game, he has had a 300 batting average. So he has improved a little bit, but I loved how they put the stat up on the screen. And as soon as they did that, he grounded into a double play almost immediately, but uh, he has been improving on things. And so I think Jeremy Pena, well, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. He's been hitting, a 300 average is great, but he's not hitting home runs. He's not getting RBIs. Like, honestly, we don't need hits right now. We don't need average. I need long balls. I need long sacrificed outs. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't I, I, I don't need a double. I don't need a single. I don't need even a triple. I right. need you to hit the ball out of the freaking park and pull the ball to left field. Go to the Crawford boxes. You're right-handed batter. Take advantage of that of that short porch, and he's not doing that. He he needs to he needs to focus on his power because it's just not there. And I love Jeremy Pena as our shortstop. I think he's really really good. I think he's above average. He's proven he's a Gold Glove. He's an ALCS World Series MVP. You can't deny his accolades. But this year he has not been the Jeremy Pena that we needed him to be overall. And that was my thoughts by Dusty. Oops, sorry. Thanks, Eric. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) That was, but, but that's why I said the average is great, but at the same time, right. What are you doing for me lately? And you're not really producing many runs for us. Right. All right. Now thoughts by Dusty. All right. So on Michael Brantley, Dusty Baker said, we will make a determine after he, uh, determination after he DHs today on Alvarez. He's doing a lot better. He's in there working out where, first of all, but hopefully tomorrow he'll be back. If not the next day, if not the next day, if not the next day. So at some point, Alvarez will be back. He didn't say the next day three times. (laughs) No, he did not. not the next day. No, (laughs) Eric, thoughts by Dusty. And um, amended by Eric, right? Yes. But um, but here yeah, is that... the pure thoughts by Dusty, and this is the one that's going to drive a lot of conversation in a second. This is on Yiner Diaz. Everybody wants him to play every day, but it's tough. It's much like a young quarterback. How many young quarterbacks come in and take over right away? The way we've handled it, the way I've handled it. He'll thank me. The city will thank me. And the organization will thank me later. So guys, everybody, get out a sheet of paper. Write write a thank you note to Dusty Baker and say thank you for not playing Yiner Diaz. Here it is. But you know what the people are really thinking when they hear that? (laughs) 
Well, the last time I saw an NFL quarterback play in the MLB was never, unless your name is Russell Wilson. But I digress. Look, I heard that comparison, and you want to talk about a cringeworthy quote you shared last night at Dusty. I think that's about the cringiest it's gotten. Comparing him to a young quarterback, a quarterback that has to deal with a game speed, like the game speed change from college football to pro football is so amazingly different. It's not even like that. I, I just, I don't know. Like I heard that and I'm like, look, just say it. Okay. And he said to Matt Thomas today, I can't tell you what I tell him. I can only tell him and I can't tell the people. Cause he asked him, why don't you play him at catcher more? Why don't you play him at first base more? And Dusty's like, I can't tell you that. And I'm like, why? Like, what is the secret? And there are people that are now openly saying, I wonder if inside the clubhouse there are Maldi camps and Diaz camps. I don't know that they're splintered like that. But at some point, we've got to quit talking about the future because now is now. We're trying to win now. We're, we're not trying to win with Maldi in 2024 or with Diaz in 2024. We're trying to win now. And Diaz gives you the best opportunity to win, right. period, end of story. That's why he should be in there. Like you said, Eric, take the training wheels off. We need a shirt. That almost where almost do you remember? Do you remember in Forrest Gump whenever Forrest Gump just starts running? So his kids are picking on him and he's got those braces on his legs and the braces fly off. Right. We need like a shirt that shows like Diaz running with like training wheels flying off of him. And look, don't sleep on Yiner Diaz because he is the catcher of the future. But let me tell you about Sleeper. Sleeper is a great app. It is a great fantasy app, and I want you to go to it today. Check it out because they have live payouts, and they pay out quick. It's really neat. It's basically um, fantasy sports and real money um, app like right there at your fingertips. It is one of the fastest and most organically growing apps out there. You can win 100 times payouts, the highest payouts in the DFS market. You can place in-game contests. More stat categories than ever before. Home runs, triples, stolen bases, dynamic payouts are live. What are they? They basically give you a projection and a multiplier, and you pick several players in several different situations, and you just click away, and then you see how the returns come in. It's safe and fast withdrawals. It is currently operational in 30 and over 30 states. So right now what I want you to do is I want you to swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money use the promo code locked on and sleeper will match your first deposit up to 100 predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs and so much more just go to sleeper and download the app and use a promo code locked on and make sure that if you are going to go to hooters to watch baseball you need to tell them that the locked on astros guys sent you when you go into Hooters, whether you're in Humble, Baytown, Pasadena, um, Sugarland, Pearland, Humble, Katy, Galveston, tell them I listen to Locked On Astros. In Pearland, you will get free fried pickles. In Baytown, you will get free fried pickles. And um, in NASA, you will get free fried pickles just for mentioning Locked On Astros. So go tell them that we sent you. That's right, Joe. You too. And why would you not want to go to Hooters? Because they have the world famous Hooters girls, they've got brews always on tap, two to seven or seven to ten happy hour, and then to close, 
And the NASA store starting September 7th has a karaoke night, which Eric will be there probably every Thursday. I don't know every Thursday, but he may be there more often than not. After Thursday night football, they got karaoke and happy hour till closing. So go check out your local area Hooters and tell them the Lachlan Astros guys sent you for some free fried pickles. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And the Astros do play the Red Sox Thursday, 1 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. The businessman special. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. All right. So I know uh, Corey Jolks uh, was kind of up in that situation uh, before we get back to the whole um, Diaz situation. But unfortunately, Corey Jolks, he was going through that little phase where he was hitting line drive after line drive and right to players. And then he just went in that big slump, one for 40 or 41. I don't know what it was now, but uh, I think that if Michael Brantley is returning, I think that Corey Jolks is likely going to be the one going down. He was he was up for basically Greg Kessinger anyway. So I think that if Michael Brantley is set to return, I, it, he did play tonight. Michael Brantley, he did have a single. He did walk twice in, in the game. He was a DH. So uh, from what we can tell, everything looks uh, everything looks great. So um, I'm only 6'1", but thank you. Uh, so somebody said, I look like I'm six, five. My son is quite the beast though. He's no, look, you got this too. You got this too. Someone said you're six foot, 10 inches tall. <laughs> okay. Guess, but, guess my white, guess my height and you might win something tonight, but, um, I, I'm not as tall. Were as you trying to we'll say your say weight? <laughs> I almost said my weight. Don't guess my weight, bro. Don't be doing me like that. I might have to right. quit. So anyway, but going back to the Diaz situation, I get what baker's trying to say here no i do i do i'm making a little light of it i i do i just yeah so i just think that um i think that diaz i think the team the pitchers just really love throwing to martin maldonado and until you have don't have dusty baker there and you don't have martin maldonado there diaz is not going to get the fair shake and uh he definitely is a better hitter as a, if he's playing position, whether that's first base or whether that's catcher. And I saw um, another podcast uh, today uh, talking about the fact that maybe uh, he's the future first baseman, like maybe to save his legs. Uh, if he's really going to be this great offensive player, why don't you go ahead and make him a first baseman DH so you can kind of uh, save his legs uh, so he doesn't wear down early uh, later in his career. So I, I think that, um, I forgot what podcast it was, but um, definitely uh, something to consider down the road. But I think for now, he has the makings of a great catcher. Uh, according to the Astros, Dusty Baker, the pitchers, he's got some things to work on. So that like a rookie quarterback does. So I get what he's saying, but if it's the if it's a win or go home in the playoffs, who are you going to have as the starting catcher? That's what Dusty Baker needs to answer him. If it's if it's if, uh, not I'll, if it's Martin Maldonado, okay. The easy answer is it's going to be Maldonado unless he's hurting, unless that pitcher says I definitely want. Now, what if it's JP France that's in the winner go home game? You're going to probably you're probably going to want to go with Diaz or what if it's Hunter Brown? Look, at the end of the day. 
these are things that I know that are going to be a little frustrating for Astros fans. And I guarantee every move Dusty makes this year in the playoffs is going to be scrutinized. It doesn't take away from the fact that in 2022, he ran an absolute master class and deployed his bullpen masterfully. He did a great job, and I've always recognized that. I just think Dusty's problem, Eric, a lot of times is his messaging, is his wording. I still think sometimes he tries to say too much. And in his trying to explain, he over-explains. And then it sounds like he's making excuses. I don't necessarily think he's intentionally making excuses. And also, I don't think Dusty cares what we think. I I genuinely don't. I don't think he goes home and goes, hmm, I'm wondering if they liked my comments today. Like, he, he could care less what we think. And I think there's a lot of people out there that really think that Dusty listens to them. Sorry, guys. He didn't listen to us. And I, I kind of make light of it that it just happens to see, be this coincidence that we talk about things and things happen the next day. The answers aren't taken directly from us. They don't they don't pay us six figures. But it's fun to talk about. I, right. I, I just think Diaz, it's, it's crazy how good he is. I mean, at the plate, he's getting better and better. And I can't wait until he is taking that full-time catch roll on. You know, he threw the runner out towards the end of the game. Kid's got a cannon. So right. um, Dusty may be holding him back, dude. Um, I'll be real honest. And when he leaves, we may see just what he could have really, really been his rookie year. Because had he played a full season or a majority of the season, he could have been rookie of the year candidate easily. All right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say in a second, we do need to talk about Juan, uh, the, the catching situation. But um, I on Friday, it's going to be Farmer Valdez. Saturday, it's going to be Hunter Brown. Sunday, it's going to be Justin Verlander. Uh, one name that you did not hear in that is Christian uh, Javier. I don't know if that means that he's going to get his start skipped or did, did they push him back a couple days? Uh, who knows uh, what the situation is there? But um, I think that maybe they go ahead and skip a start and just maybe put him in bullpen for maybe one rotation or so and just kind of give him time to recuperate because uh, yeah he did pitch five innings but i i don't know i it seems to work he with pitched, some of the other he, guys he pitched about seven or eight innings worth of pitches the way he yeah. was so inefficient right dude skip him shoot right. i'd send him to triple a just do something fix his butt because we need we need playoff javier we yeah. need nails javier we need multi no hitter hitter you know pitcher no hit javier but we haven't gotten that this yeah. year it could also be the fact that hunter brown hometown pitching in detroit and also justin verlander going back to pitch in detroit so that could be also a factor in why christian javier is not pitching so uh but uh that's just something i was thinking about and i know that uh, a lot of people want us to talk about uh connor one i think that's his name uh, I don't think it was a dirty play, but I think what that was, that was a um, tactic to basically get the batters in the runners interference or batters interference, whatever that is. Uh, so basically he looked up, he saw the ball was up there, but he acted like he was going uh, like he needed to go for it and just steamrolled through Alex Bregman. Yeah. I don't know that. I- See, I wouldn't call it a steamroll. I play, I, I played catcher growing up. He didn't necessarily steamroll them. He didn't have he to his, do that. Yeah, but I don't. 
I don't know that it was it was super malicious. Like I don't think he was trying to hurt Alex Bregman. Um, I think it was foolish in that he wasn't looking to catch the ball. Right? He didn't look up to catch the ball. I think he was trying to draw a penalty, kind of like right. in, in basketball, like a flop. But I wouldn't say steamrolled him. Now, the reason why Bregman reacted the way he did is because he didn't expect that. Um, but typically, a batter hits the ball and runs to first base. So catchers are taught when when the ball goes up, you kind of you go around home plate. Yeah, he did run into him on purpose. Um, I replayed some of the footage on Twitter and. A lot of people said, you know, hey, it's a nothing burger. It's not a big deal. Maybe it's drama. We like the drama. But I think at the end of the day that it it was intentional. I don't think it was intentional to hurt him. No, I think not it was to hurt him, but to get to that draw. Out. Yeah. Yeah. To get that out. And then the pitcher, <laughs> and then the pitcher look, was like, boom. He the was like, best Superman. part of that play. The best part of that play was that yeah. was an amazing. Whitlock, like, how right? do you That's throw amazing. a How do you throw a 96 mile an hour, you know, pitch? And then you have to run like 16 miles an hour. He's, he's like that the, T-ball kid that uh, that is yeah. at the pitcher's mound and he ends up in outfield and catches the ball after it's hit. So, yeah, so that was a good play there. But I, I think that it was to get the interference. Oh, I didn't see that he was in front of me. I thought he ran. So I'm sure that was um, strategic there. So, um, but I, as long as nobody's hurt, I guess it's okay. But uh, it, it just was a crap Bush League. I've, I've seen that kind of thrown around a little bit i think it was it was just not it's yeah yeah i think that i think the bush league terms a little a little much i think i I'll mean i disagree with you on that but that's that's okay. i mean that's fine i don't i don't think it was that big of a deal to be honest with you bregman wasn't hurt um he was just trying to draw the attention of the umpire because i don't think he thought the ball was going to get caught if you get batters interference you get an easy out there so um look man brantley update um, he he got a hit tonight, right? Yeah, so and, that, and two walks. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully Brantley, you know, it would have been nice to have Brantley on the bench to come and pinch right. hit in that situation. <laughs> that sure would have been nice, but we didn't. And uh, um, you know. uh, look up the matchup for tomorrow's game. While I do this, I know it's JP France, but I don't know who's going for the, the Red Sox. While I'm giving some positive news, this is from Brian McTaggart. The 2022 Astros were 106 and 56. The 2023 Astros are 72 and 56. So in order to get the same amount of wins, you've got to basically win a lot of games. The rest of no, the you days. have to win the rest of your games, dude. Yes. So they have um, they have a Brian Bello going um, tomorrow. Brian Bello, sorry, he's not in seven. Yeah, that's right. Three seven zero ERA, hundred strikeouts. He's a he's a good young right hander out of the Dominican. Um, so look, this kid in the last seven games is three and two with the 5.03 ERA. He has given up 22 earned runs and 46 hits in those last seven games. So he is susceptible to give up a lot of earned runs. The Astros need to absolutely take advantage of it. Win the series. They don't need to split the series. Yeah, go for it. Because get this, the Rangers are actually playing the Twins, and the Twins are trying to stay on top of the Central. So the Twins are motivated. So Carlos Correa. So, yeah, the Comedy Central is what some people call it. But Carlos Correa, we need you. Um, old Houston guy, you need to, like, take one for our team, and you need to do us a solid and get a sweep. Look, it's been a great show. Win, lose, or anything else, we're here for you. We're here to let you know that all five, ten of me and all six, one of Eric, we're going to do what we can to bring the pain every time 
to make sure the Astros stay on top. So thank you all for tuning in Locked on Astros. Thank you, Reagan. That's your first listen every single day. I'm H. John Wheelhouse. He is Eric the Man Heisman, and we are your only Daily Astros podcast. Go Astros. Let's get a win tomorrow. Let's win the series. Martin Maldonado, your catcher. Hit a home run no today. More, no more football comparisons. No more. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.